0: Welcome to another inspiring message from Milestone Church in Keller, Texas. Hey, what's going on, Milestone? What an awesome opportunity to be here in this amazing church and just love this church and everything about this church. I was here, it must have been six months ago, and was able to drive on property and see the amazing things happening here and just across church life at the other campus in McKinney, and maybe you're here watching online, if you've been checking out Milestone, you want, you want to make the drive and come be a part of this amazing church. And so now to walk in and see this facility and see all that God is doing here uh, with students and all the things with worship and reaching out to kids and families, just... Amazing, amazing! You don't walk in a building like this. I walked around last night, and so much life and activity and energy. It just felt so welcoming. You don't you you don't walk in it without realizing sacrifice. Uh, this is a people of generosity. Uh, these these are people here at Milestone that believe in consistent giving, priority giving. You made this a priority in your life. You put God first in your finances, and so out of that comes more space so that we can reach more people because that's what it's all about. Hey, can we clap our hands for what God has done in this facility? Come on, Milestone. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I get to travel around and see some amazing facilities and speak and be a part of planting churches, but I've not been in many buildings that uh, are so functional. And, and so life-giving. And, and so, again, thanks a lot. And, and I just love this church. I love this church for several reasons. I love the, the vision of this church is reaching people and building lives. Uh, I, I couldn't think of anything greater to give my life to and, and be a part of in a, in a great local church uh, to do that. I, think just, I just think that's the heart of God. And then I love how you're taking people along a journey and a process. I think that's huge, uh, that you're helping people kind of of where they're at, they could take next steps through the growth track. Uh, let's get in a small group where you can be loved and cared for. Hey, let's get in a, in a discovery opportunity to discover the gifts and the way you've been wired and, and the opportunity to serve on a dream team or serve in all different ways. I love that about a church today. It makes it easy for someone who's visiting or, or maybe needs to feel a part. where It's just easy to be a part of what God is doing here. So love that. I love your generosity. I love what God is doing through, through missions you're giving, missions teams going out what you did at serve day you care for the poor you're doing everything you can not only to reach your community reach beyond in the other communities and and, and you help us plant churches so uh, we plant churches, uh, Ark does, and your pastors are part of that. This church is a part of this. So if you've already given, you give online, or you came today to, to give your tithes or offering, There's your leadership has made the decision to help go plant other churches. So we planted in the last 15 years over 674 churches. But check this out. Because of your giving and your faithfulness and, and, and because you're a part, uh, this fall we will plant right at 80 churches this fall across the United States and Canada. And there are, there are couples right now that are dreaming about their launch day in September, figuring out that middle school or that theater, going to go into community, reach people, help families. And because if you're giving and you've made it a priority, we can say yes to all those couples. Come on, I think you ought to clap your hands for that. You're a church planning other churches. So I get to say, yes, to a lot of couples who have a dream in their heart like uh, you do as a, as a church. And I love your pastors. You, you, can't, uh, you can't not love pastors Jeff and Brandy, and their family's amazing, and we've known each other a long time, and uh, they, they're just the real deal: integrity, influence, uh, leaders. Uh, making a difference not only here but literally around the world, and influencing churches and you constantly have pastors through here who are trying to figure things out you got a great team the The worship was amazing and and I, again, uh, you know when you get around Pastor Jeff uh, your world gets bigger, and your world gets brighter and and your world gets a little more funnier. come on somebody because you 're going to have fun with him and I can tell you this about your pastors. Uh, They love you, and they love God. And I think that's what you want uh, as a church. You just want pastors that love God and lead us well and care about the things that God cares about. So we love your pastors. Can we clap our hands for your pastors one more time and just honor them, sacrifice all these years of doing what God wants. So just love them. And these are great days. Uh, I, I, I get to serve. We pastor a church for 20 years down in South Louisiana uh, and, and just had a blast. And, and five years ago, we, we stepped down and, and moved to, to Birmingham, Alabama. Stuck being an LSU fan living in Birmingham, Alabama. And so we're there at Church of the Highlands, which is a church like this, baptizing multiple locations, tons of people watching online like you're doing right now, helping people discover and get on a growth track. It's it's just so similar in uh, what what we're doing, and then also get to serve there at Art Planting Churches. But our family's doing well. I don't go speak anywhere without bringing a family, uh, a picture of my family. I'm that guy, and so I've got a picture of our family here that they're going to put up. Uh, I'm Italian, my wife is Cajun, and so if, if you're Italian, you married a Cajun. Whole lot of activity going on at your house, and and so that's our family. That's our baby girl Isabella, and, uh, and she's 16, going to be a junior. Come on, cheerleader! I'm a cheer dad. I'm all about it. And then that's our oldest daughter McCall. She graduates from LSU. Working there, at Church of the Highlands, helping to pull off conferences and, and a lot of neat things. That's my son. Uh, he's in New York. He works at Hillsong New York. And even though he looks like a worship leader because he hasn't bathed, he's not a worship leader. And uh, but that's the look you have at Hillsong, so we love it. It's awesome. And then that's my lovely wife, Delin Monique, and she's Cajun, Cajun, Cajun. And so we've been married 28 years. She'd be here with me this weekend, but she's leading worship there at Church of the Highlands, uh, having fun with that team. And so great things are happening. So hey, I want to. Come along of what God. I want to come alongside of what God is doing here at Miles. I know next week Pastor Jeff will be back, bringing a dynamic word around DNA. How important that is. That's going to be a fantastic series uh, leading into a great time here at church. But I want to talk for a few minutes. Just being in this house and walking around and praying for our time together, and and, and just the anticipation, the excitement. Of, of, of reaching people and, and growing a space so that we can open up our arms to others and, and as I've just been reading the Bible I like get stuck in an area of scripture I've been reading Luke chapter 14 and it's, it's a neat scripture how Jesus is at a location and he's talking about a certain thing so I want to talk for a few minutes around the idea of house party, house party so let's all pray. Father we love you thank you for what you're doing in this amazing church those watching online, thank you for our pastor's The leadership, the worship, and all the things that are happening with kids and students right now. Lord, I thank you, Father, that we're here together, families and single parents and blended families and and single again and just people doing life together, trying to figure things out. Uh, Lord, we we humble ourselves and we just say again, we need more of you in our life. We need help with our kids, our grandkids. We need help with our workplace and all those prayer requests. Lord, we need healing and strength and direction. Uh, Let it happen, Father. Uh, Lord, we just love you so much. In Jesus' name, and everybody said a good amen. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, I'm glad you made it to church today. Come on, after you do that, turn to the person that was your second choice, now that you know who they are, and tell them, you look like you could use a little church, my friend. South Louisiana, we say church, the dirty south. Luke chapter 14. He says, when one of those at the table, so they're sitting at a table, with him heard this. So Jesus has been at this home. He's been invited to a gathering, a a dinner, a dinner party, a festival. And when he's there, he has this interaction with some people that are critical because he brings healing to someone that they think shouldn't even be at the party. They They weren't even really invited. And then Jesus begins to tell those gathered, what's important to God, what God is truly like. And one of them sitting at the table is so interested by it, he just makes a comment about it. And then he goes into another story, which we'll talk about. He said to Jesus, blessed is the man who will eat at this feast in the kingdom of God. So Jesus is painting the picture of the kingdom of God like a feast, like a gathering, like a... Uh, a party of some sort. Then Jesus replied, and then all these words go in red if you have that type of Bible, which means Jesus, the Son of God, is speaking. He said, "A certain man was preparing a great banquet, or, or, or just a real live party, a, a, a big party, and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent a servant to tell those who had been invited. So there was a there was a list that was thought up, and we we we." populated the list of people, friends, and neighbors, and people that should be here that had been invited. So he sends out his servants um, and says, okay, now everything's ready. It's, we're, we're on in like six hours. You need, you need to get ready to get over here because it's, it's on tonight. But they all alike began to make excuses. I think it's so interesting how the response is, is an excuse. Check out these excuses. They're amazing. The first said, I've just bought a field and I must go and see it. I need to go watch this field. The grass may grow tomorrow. I, need, I'm, I got a lot going on. I got a big portfolio. And so he makes an excuse around his possessions. If we're not careful, we can make an excuse about following God or serving God or giving to God or supporting the local church because our possessions have us. I mean, there's nothing wrong with possessions. Man, ain't nothing wrong with a good pair of shoes and a boat and a, you know, a a, a nice cupcake and a brownie. I mean, love it all. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having possessions. The challenge is when possessions have us. That's a big challenge. So possessions have him, so he makes an excuse. Another one says, I have just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. She just says, I've got a lot going on. A lot of things are happening. I'm very busy. My schedule's tight. I've got a lot of reminders popping up. And I just, I just can't get to that. They're just, I'm, I mean, I've got so many things happening. And I've got to check my Facebook and check my stories and check my Snapchat. I'm just seriously busy with all the things that are happening in my life. I'm just super important and I'm very high level. I'm, I'm, I'm in much demand. And my people need me can't go there and then i love this last excuse i think it's i think it's interesting jesus is, ma- is telling a story and he's making up excuses we're, we're talking about a person who's never made an excuse the savior of the world but he understands the context of the challenge of excuses so the other one says i just got married <laughs> i can't come I love how he kind of he kind of blames it on his wife. If you know what I'm talking about, like my girl, she 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 ain't coming over there. She ain't ready. She ain't done it. She hasn't done her hair. She's got makeup issues. Her nails aren't done, and so we can't even show up for the party because she don't have an outfit, even though the closet is loaded. I'm making that up. That's not in scripture. Let's let you know that. Let's watch how this story ends. Still, in, then the servant came back. And reported this to the master. The owner of the house became angry and ordered his servants go out quickly into the streets and alleys in the town. Bring in the poor. Go get the crippled. Get the blind and the lame. Go get them. Go find them. So the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there's still room. So we've done what you've asked, but uh, there's more people here than what was before, but there's still a lot of room left in the banquet hall. There's there's still some room at the party for other people. And he says, okay, hold up, hold up. Then the master told his servants, go out again and go out to the roads and the country lanes or the highways and the byways and make them, compel them, uh, uh, press on them, lean on them. And I want them to come in here so that my house will be full. And that's the goal of the story. That's, that's what Jesus is trying to say. He's trying to get across this passion and this, this idea and this, 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 this worth sacrificing, worth, worth, worth dying for uh, 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 value and vision that I want to reach more people and I want my house full. It's about reaching people and having a full house. And then he finishes up and says, I tell you, Not one of those men who were invited will get to taste in this banquet. Because he basically says those that are full of excuses are are never going to be able to partake and never going to be able to be in all this because the excuses have become a barrier for them to experience all that I'm providing and all that I want to do and everything that the kingdom of God is all about. It's an amazing story because what I think is so amazing about it is uh, just the idea that Jesus is in that context and he's he's at a party talking about a party. I pulled out a few things, just some party facts, house party facts that you get out of here. And I'll just hit them real quick. Here's the first thing. Jesus loved parties. Now, I didn't grow up thinking that. I grew up kind of in a church and in a spiritual environment when we did go. So my dad was kind of, you know, he was what I called it. He, would, he was self-proclaimed non-practicing Catholic. I don't know what that is. But, and so we would, every once in a while I'd go to Catholic church at Christmas and then my mother was a Baptist, and she, she didn't go to church. And so we were not church-going people. And, but, but maybe one year we'd go to Catholic church at Christmas and Baptist church at Easter, and then that would be a lot. So we'd take off like three years and then come back to church later. There's a lot of spiritual stuff going on in our life. And people would ask me, what are you? I didn't even know what I was. I was like a Baptist. I'm both. We kind of roll with both. and we, Church was not in our context of, of values. We never got on a Saturday and thought, Let's go to church. Some of you did not, you were not raised like that, thank God. Some of you did come up in a home like that. And so, so I, I, I and, the, and the little bit I went, I normally got spanked on the way home. Because I'm kind of that guy who's got to move around. I got to give a comment. And I love seeing funny stuff. I mean, so, you know, I'd go to church, see something funny and laugh and, and just thought it was a riot and, 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 you know, and then on the way home get, get spanked. And so, you know, I never thought Jesus loved parties. I thought Jesus like root canals and, and like, you know, like roofing a house and, you know, just being locked outside all day long in the heat. There's no way. He, but what's interesting, if you look across scripture, he was a big party goer. He, why did he go to parties? Because he loved people. He wanted to be where people were. And over and over again, he was in these environments where there were a lot of different people, having a lot of different challenges, walking through a lot of different things. Uh, his first miracle was done at a party. He tells everyone, hey, when this is all said and done, I will meet you at a party called the marriage supper of the Lamb. This is, this is what we're going to do. Something else I see in here, in life, excuses can, make you, can cause you to miss out. Too many excuses can make you miss out. How about this? Jesus himself kept expanding the invite list, which I think is awesome. He always opened it up. He was an adder. He was a bringer. He was an an inviter. Here's another one. Uh, The servers had to keep adjusting based on him opening up that invite list. You ever plan a party and then someone else includes some people that you had not accounted for? I do that all the time. I'm an inviter. I'm an includer. You know, hey, baby, we're going to bring a few people over and it's 16 people. Uh, hey, we're going to dinner tonight. How many? It's about 8, 10, 15, 20. Somewhere between 8 and 30. I'm that guy. I, I like a, I'm, I'm an includer. Uh, I, I'm an, I'm a, and I, You know what I love about Jesus? He not only invited people to a party. Check out this milestone. He invited himself to parties. He just, you know that person who I'm going to invite, I will invite myself to stuff. I know that's hard for you to believe. I'll just roll up on stuff that I'm not invited to. I love interrupting conversations I've not been involved in because I'm going to make the conversation better. I'm that guy. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's going on? Holler, talk to me. I, I just like all that. I'm going I'll show up at people's house uninvited all the time. Then I'm not scared. I'll sit on their couch, get in their refrigerator. I don't care. I'm just that Jesus did that. He said, Oh, no, he did. Oh, yes, he did. Remember, he's going through a town. He sees Zacchaeus in a tree. He says, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, yeah, I'm, we're having a party. And no, I'm like, Yeah, you're having a party. I'm coming to your house. Go home, look on Pinterest, get an invite together, put a brisket together, get some potato salad, go by and get a cake, be there in two hours. He did that. Jesus expanded. He, he brought, and when he did that, the servants had to be fluid and flexible. I think that's one of the greatest things about church today. You and I need to be in a place where we're fluid and flexible. Why? So we can keep inviting people and we can keep expanding. Can I tell you something? I love what God is doing here, and I love the church, and I love all the experience here. But guess what? Not only do we want to minister to those that are here, we want to minister to those that are not yet here yet. They're not here yet. So we're making decisions and we're creating small groups and we're, we're, we're building a growth track and we, we build a facility. we got another campus. We're going to keep expanding. Why? For those that are not yet here, because God is always going to expand the invite list and you and I are the ones that adjust. We adjust with our finances, putting God first. We adjust with our time and our talent. And then the last thing that I think is so awesome about this story, I think relates to you and I, is that every place Jesus was at, Including our life, he makes more meaningful. He makes things more meaningful. You know, it's 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 an amazing thing to be invited. I like getting invited places. You ever been somewhere and when you got there, you you, when you got there, you thought they weren't they they didn't they weren't aware you were coming. You ever been invited to something? You show up, it's like nothing's ready. And you're like, hey, this is awesome. They're like, whoa, it's Wednesday, yeah. Can y'all wait outside for 30 minutes? Yeah, just give me one second. It's like, okay, did did you know I was coming? That's an awkward thing. I remember one time when we, we had opened up our church and we were so young and, and so small as a church. And I didn't know anybody. I was so young. And a lady was, was a assistant to a senator, in our, our, our state senator, I'm sorry, U.S. senator in Louisiana. So she invited me to a big, 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 big gathering, high-level party, a gathering, a thousand people. She says, I want you to come. I'm going to put you on the invite list. You're invited. You're, everything's taken care of. Just show up. Give me your name. It's going to be an awesome event. So I get there and I'm not on the list which automatically you, you have anxiety. Okay, I'm not on the list. So people are kind of watching. Everybody else is going, oh, excuse me, and I'm just standing there at the table. D-I-N-O, D-I, go over there, and I go over there, and then it's like the banished list. It's like the back 40 list. And, and, and tell me how to spell your name, Dino. What kind of name is that? Well, it was cute at 8, but at 38, it's, it's got some liability. And so, you know, it's, and, she, and she spelled my name wrong. It was Gino, and I had to mark out the G and put a D. I've got this, you know, I'm the guy with the sticker on that says, hello, my name is Jadino. So I'm wa- and I don't know anybody. And security's kind of watching me because I'm sweating. I'm going to the bathroom a lot because I'm embarrassed. I don't know. Nobody's talking to me. I'm just that. And you know how you're, you're just trying to stay busy? You're just walking up on conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you. It's so awkward. It's so weird. And so, you know, thank God we have a phone today. It'll save you from all awkward parties. A phone, because you can even check the phone to see if the party's kind of hyped up a little bit. And if the party ain't that good, I'm not even going if nobody's there. I can get a preview of the party. But I I was stuck like Chuck. I mean, I was there. And so uh, I leave. And so I'm walking, I see the lady who invited me, and she's with the, 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 the high-level guest, state senator, I mean, U.S. senator. And, uh, come here, come here, come here, come meet. Oh, he says, well, I didn't know you were here. Oh, come tomorrow, please be back tomorrow. No, I don't think, no, you're going to be, my guest, my special guest. So I go the next day, uh, the, the next evening, and I walk in, and I'm nervous. They don't have my name down, Jadino. Oh, my gosh, I just don't know anybody, and I'm sweating, and anxiety, and security. He's here, he's back, he's sweating, he's back. And, uh, and I walk in. Uh, are you Pastor Reverend Dino Rizzo? Yeah. Am I, am I rested or what? What are we doing here? And uh, come this way. And she gives me a lanyard. Got my name on it. Printed. How you like me now? Brother got a lanyard. Uh, go in the back room, little green room area, of little food. And, oh, so here, we getting ready to walk. You walk in with me. I walk in. With the U.S., they play music. Everybody, thousand people stand up, and I walk in with him, and I see those security guards, and they see me, and I'm like, "You need to get out my face." (laughs) I'm on the invite list. See, here's the deal: I was the same Jadino I was the day before. I same guy, same sweaty suit, same awkward feeling, but it was I was no longer being identified. Uh, just, with just, with the invite list, I was now being identified with the master, with the, the VIP list. And, and now I was the same guy, but it was who I was with was making the difference. See, that's how the kingdom work uh, works. Uh, sometimes we may have been through something, and, and, and we don't feel apart, and, and maybe there's something in our life that disqualifies us, or, or maybe we don't feel we can be used, or I have nothing to offer, I'm too busy, there's too many things going on. But God Almighty, He, he puts us on the invite list. He he lets us be a part. He, he reaches out through his death, burial and resurrection, and he forgives us and he heals us and he gives us a second chance. and he restores us and, and gives us a new beginning in our life. And he says, "You're now on the list. You've now been invited to partake in everything I have for you, but guess what? Now that you've been invited, you get to be one of those who are now inviting. Can I have a better amen? That's how the kingdom works. That's what's amazing. Is that once you and I we say yes to Jesus and we have a sense of him calling us and coming out of all of our stuff and our battle of wounds, our ups and downs, our successes, our wins. But we say yes to to Christ. We we find faith maybe in a service or online or you go in a small group or you you communicate that you, you just need a pastoral care, or, or, or you just need a—you're just trying to figure some things out and kind of go on a growth track, even though I'm still working through things. And a church like this opens up its arms and says, "Yes, yes, yes, we want to be there for you." You don't, you don't have to have everything perfect. You don't, you don't have anything straight now. I don't know why this? Sometimes we think we have to have our life together before we come to God. Then why do we need to come to God if we can get our life together? So we come in, in, in the good, the bad, and the ugly, the success and the battles, we, we back, and, and, and we cross over the line. We say yes to Jesus. And, and the goal, and, and what the story is telling us, is that once you're in, make sure you don't let the door close behind you. You now live your life through your, your time and your talent and your treasure, and how God has blessed you, your resource. You put it in circulation uh, so that we can... Make sure that we've made room for others. Once I've come through the gospel door, I don't let that thing close behind me. I become a doorkeeper in the house of God for other people that need to breathe and need to find fresh air, need to come to Christ, their life be changed. I want to, Lord, let me live my life that way on my school campus, in my family matter what I've been through in my life, let me live my life that way. Let me let me have more purpose. Let me understand that I can make a difference with my life. Being an inviter. Yeah, as I think about this, I think that the amazing thing, how God, he sent the best invitation possible to us. He sent it in the form of his son. He invited us through, through his, his son, death burial. It's a handwritten invitation to you and I so that we could... We can find hope and we can find help and we can find healing. And then you and I through our life and what we've walked through and what we've learned, we can then give back to other people. And we can live our life that way. I want to finish up and give you a little bit of application around the idea of what this invitation is to us. And what does it mean to us as a church and as a small group and as someone who serves or Maybe you're here and you've been visiting Milestone. You're, you're, fig- you're trying to think, you know, will I be accepted? Will, will I find some peace in my life? And can I be a part? And, and we say, yes, yes, the invitation's open. The invitation stands. Here, here's a couple things about the invitation. It's an invitation to rest. I love the scripture in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. It says, come to me, this is Jesus speaking, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. If there's ever been a time that, there's, that we need rest, it's today. you ever seen a time where there's, there's so much unrest among people? Just a lot of unrest and trying to figure things out and wonder about the future. Thank God for a church that says, you can come here and find rest. That, that through us being apart and, and serving in the, in the foyer or serving in the parking lot or, or getting involved and being connected and finding a place to, to lean into, that, that you and I make the house of God more welcoming. None worse than being somewhere where you don't feel welcome. But you and I together through our talents and our giving and and, and being faithful to God's house and being faithful to the cause of Christ, you and I together, we get to make milestones so welcoming to other people. Because every single day people walk through these doors and every single weekend they're they're here, they're in the playground and they're they're, they're navigating around the campus at both campuses, maybe you're online, you have a visit, you navigate around, and so often you and I, we get to be the one who says, Welcome. You're welcome here. No matter what's going on in your life, you're welcome. You can find a place of peace. It's an invitation to rest. Hey, it's an invitation to discover. Get on the growth track. Discover how God wired you, where you could serve, where you could be a part. Together we could do things that, that I can't do by myself. I'm linked up. I can't go on a missions trip by myself, but, but I can link up with church and go on a missions trip. And I can discover the what for and the what now. It's an invitation to discover true meaning of life. How important that is. It's an invitation to serve. I love that word serve. It's an invitation to realize that there are others around us that may need our attention, that may need what we have. You know, I came to Christ. i never forget the, the first guy that spent a little time with me. I, I was raised in church. I was still trying to figure things out. He looked at me one day and said, you know, you've been saved to serve, not to spectate. Get in here with us. It's a little beach church, a small church. Get in here and help us. Thank God for that, for that mark being set in my heart. Saved to serve. Here's another one. It's an invitation to others. Let me live my life in a way that uh, is attractional to other people who do not know uh, what I have found in Christ. It's an invitation to others, 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 others. And then the last thing that I think is so important, um, and we can live our life this way. And I think we do it when we tithe, we give online, or we bring our gift here. We we get join a small group, and decide to lead a small group, even though we're we're still figuring out some things and we, we go on a growth track or we just decide to be a part. We live our life in a way that Lord let my life be an invitation to Him, to Jesus. Lord, that I could give and I could care and I could notice and I could pause, and I could be aware. That my life is lived in a way that I'm aware in the workplace, I'm aware at the ball fields, I'm aware uh, in my neighborhood, I'm aware that there are others around me, even though on the outside everything looks good and everything looks crazy, amazing and, and, and incredible, but, but let me be aware that there are those around me that need help from God. Let me live my life in a way that I'm, an, I'm a living invitation to others about Jesus Christ. My words and my prayer and, and, and my kindness and, and the way I live my life, that I, I'm that living invitation hey, to church and to Jesus because some people are one invitation away to church and then they'll be in an environment to say yes to Jesus. Well, we're bringers and we're adders and we're involvers we're and we're, we're inviters. Let us live our life that way. I'll finish with this the, the other day. Uh, I, was, I was at, at church. We have, we have a prayer meeting at 9 o'clock on Saturday, praying for our weekend services, uh, you know, how the, the, these environments like, like we're here. And uh, I came home for prayer, and my wife notified me because I had some plans that day. And she said, hey, listen, I got, I got some good news. Hey, daughters are all home, and, and you're going to take us shopping. You're going to take us shopping you're drive us around and, and kind of take care of us and just be with us all day long. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory. <laughs> glory. Glory. Fantastic. That's what I was thinking, and um, and so uh, we go to a store, and it's a store I hadn't been to yet. And guys, the name of it is Forever Twenty One. It should be retitled for this story: Forever Hell, and uh, it's brutal, brutal, brutal. Uh, And I go in, and it's just, it's just. Billions of pieces, items of clothes. I mean, they're everywhere. It's, just, it, it's everywhere. A lot of animal prints, a lot of boas, a lot of feathers, a lot of neon. And it's hot. It's real hot in there. There ain't no dad chairs where you can sit down. And so you're just standing. And then the aisles are so tight because they pack it full of so many clothes. You're just going through. I'm dragging hangers off things. And, I mean, it's not for a big guy. It's like little medium guys rolling around there working. And man, I'm a double X. I'm burning diesel. Come on, somebody. It's hot. And then the music it's like overload and I've lost my wife and my daughters it's hot, I'm sweating and, 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 and then she appears like 45 minutes later with like a zillion pieces of clothes it, they're all like a do- I could buy the whole store for a thousand dollars the whole store, one thousand dollars Want you? and she hands up to me uh, I go to the checkout area which is another whole horror because it's these lines and you just it's like you're at Disney World and it's a small world and you're just walking through these lines and, 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 there's, and you, they put stuff along the way, merchandise so as you're walking there's all these people shopping for like Justin Bieber eye patches and neon nail polishes and oh, sweating oh, Father heaven, God Lord Jesus, you're taking me home now Taking me home now. Come for thee, Father. And so, and then you get to the place where you're, you're next, and I'm, I'm blocking people out in Jesus' name. Oh, glory to God, back up off me. One other guy in the whole store, he's behind me, a little short guy from Alabama. He's jabbing me with his hangers because he's, he's trying to get past me, and I'm blocking him. And, just, and finally, one of the counters over, I just run up there and throw myself I'm hot and sweating bow was all over me, feathers and you know, I was affected and you know, rashing up on my neck and so I just I throw it up there and uh, I said uh, oh wow she says uh, wow how are you? I says I'm good I said thank God I went to prayer meeting she said that's so interesting and I paused I wish I paused more than I do I don't pause enough. I live my life for me, myself, and not too much. I make too many excuses. Because I'm busy and I'm important. I got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on, man. I got a lot of stuff. And for once, I pause. How are you? She says, you don't want to know. She don't know me. She says, I've had the worst week of my life. She says, you don't know how dark my soul is. Every time I tell that story, I get chill bumps because that's a reality. I don't know if anybody else knew it, but I knew it. I said, wow. I could preach a whole sermon. He's already broke the protocol of Forever 21, and he's up there now trying to get his stuff on because she's bagging my stuff, and he's trying to hurry me along. He's got his friend with him, uh, another redneck, I mean, another gentleman from Alabama, um, precious soul from the Lord. and. and I said, uh, "I said, what is your name? She told me her first name. I said, listen, you don't know me. I said, I'm going to go down there, and I'm going to pray because he lo- God loves you. He's aware. You matter. You're not alone. Because all I thought about church is she's someone's daughter. I don't care what she's done. That doesn't matter. All that matters is she needs to know that she's, she She matters. And he's jabbing his hanger. And he turns around. He hears me say, I'm going to pray for you. And he turns around to his friend. He says, he's praying for her. That's what's taking so long. He's having a prayer meeting. And I said, I'd had enough hot, choo, 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 big man burning diesel. I said, man, you need to back up off me. You don't know me. You don't know my people. You don't know where I come from. I will go Medea. I will shut down Forever 21. Back up off me. Big guy needs some space. <laughs> you know, redneck. He says, amen. Glory to God. pray pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get up off me or we'll hurt you. And I went down the end of that counter and I prayed for that daughter that feels outside, feels left out, and feels unloved and unwanted. And at that point, she needed to know she mattered to God, but she would never know she mattered to God unless I paused. And let her know she mattered to me. And if maybe she knows she mattered to to me, then maybe she'll, she'll know she matters to God. Let's be those people to broken humanity. Because they're everywhere. They're all around us. They need an invite. Just like we got. Let's be that church. Let's be those people. Can I have a good amen? Spire heads, let's pray together. Father, we love you, and I thank you for this amazing church, and I thank you for what you're doing. And I pray right now you'd help us to lean in. I pray for the person that's here today, the precious person who hears, who's, who's in these moments with us, and maybe they feel outside, maybe they feel like that young lady. It's been a dark week, Dino. Something going on in my life. I can barely breathe. Lord, thank you that they're in a house of rest. There's an invitation here. Maybe you're here today and in one moment one of our pastors is going to come and give you that opportunity to say yes to Jesus. There's going to be some prayer groups and teams around the front. And If you're here today and you're carrying a heavy burden and you feel far from God, then please come. Let us us love on you. Let Let us let you know that you matter to God. We don't care what's going on. All we care about is you. That's this church. So Father, I pray for every person today. Help us to be that church and help us to be those people. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Milestone Church. We hope it's been an encouragement for you today. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast or discover who we are by visiting our website at milestonechurch.com.